Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is not your enemy speak out sessions. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. It's your girl Shannon, and I'm here with the amazing Jared White. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I can never mess that up. How are you, Shannon? <laughs> I'm good. This is gonna be a good day. I'm excited. I'm excited. So today we have She's just an amazing human being, amazing woman. She's an entrepreneur, a digital creator, a self-love and self-care advocate, Miss Yeti of YetiSays.com. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Um, How are welcome you? to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Like, can we just talk about, so I met Yeti through the gym that we used to go to and we didn't know how connected we were, but then she was like, I saw people she followed. I saw like her affirmation cards and then we bonded over nail designs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm really like, I'm obsessed. So she doesn't like me. doesn't matter because I'm obsessed now. And your, yeah, your energy has always been just amazing. So I'm glad that we could have you on today. Oh, I really appreciate that. No. So real quick, she... I think you were like what maybe a year or less than a year out from yes. having your beautiful, beautiful little boy. Yeah. And she was going ham in the gym. I was like, oh, okay. I gotta go up in the weights. Okay. <laughs> the weights a little faster. You got this. You can do this. And she's like, you can she's she's not even looking at me. You can do this, Yeti. I'm like, we can do this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly when I fell in love with Shannon. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even remember stuff like that. I just was like, in a, in a zone. <laughs> Always so supportive, pushing you to do your best. <laughs> I guess. And it was the first day we met. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it. That was my vibe. <laughs> um, Always. <laughs> so I guess we start off every, you know, conversation with um, how has the current social climate impacted you? And I know we've had personal conversations, so it's it's impacted. So for uh, your regions that don't know, I'm actually based out in Arizona. Um, Arizona was a red state and it was eye-opening last year. So my partner and I, we moved to Arizona in 2019 um, and then lockdown happened in March. So we didn't really get a chance to, you know, explore um, and you know, when he took this role, he too is an engineer, took this role in at um, a company out here. The only thing I was researching was like scorpions, like how do I deal with scorpions? How do I keep them <laughs> out my house? <laughs> and how like when am I gonna see a tarantula? Like what to do? Do I run? <laughs> do I stomp? Like what do I do? I did not realize that Arizona was a red state. And I am, I was born in London. I moved here when I was 12. So I missed that kind of history lesson, you know, social studies. Is that what you guys call it? Yeah, social yeah. studies. Yeah. I had no idea what Arizona was in the map either. So <laughs> it was shell shock when we got here. It was like the third day. I was just like, I have not seen any brown people. Um, and I say brown 
to encompass it, both Black and, you know, Hispanic people. And I was like, okay, I'm a little worried. And then a few weeks later, I unfortunately had somebody put their hands in my hair. And that's never happened. I've only seen that happen on, like, TV and, like, YouTube videos. Um, and I slapped her. Five years of living in Harlem, things happen, you know, um, accidentally. And it has been just instances of that. So I feel like in the Northeast, it's more so microaggressions. Mm -hmm. It's just aggressive here. Um, so that has been unfortunate. Um, and I actually have been diagnosed with PTSD with some of the racial interactions that I've been having. I unfortunately was attacked on election night uh, by a Trump supporter. Um, and that has pretty much been my experience with this, the, the cultural climate right now. I'm so sorry to hear that you've been going through this. Yeah. I should have maybe added trigger warning <laughs> to that, but yeah. No, I mean, because we talked about it because I reached out to you um, to discuss because it was around the same time that I was, not to the degree you were, but basically verbally and assaulted and antagonized in my car by a parade of Trump supporters. Never felt so um, scared in my life because I'm like, I only got my vehicle. I don't got nothing else. And there's a bunch and I'm surrounded. And police officers aren't doing anything except driving by and trying to navigate traffic. So that what I when I reach out, I was like, I just know you're feeling because I didn't even feel comfortable like driving by myself anymore so right. unfortunate that th these are the circumstances that we live in and nobody understands it or they're it's it's not um at the forefront of people's heads like people are affected by this especially people that during the election were assaulted in any type of a, any degree it, it's just it's how, how have you been handling the or coping with the stress of the aftermath of it, the, P, the PTSD of like, what have you been doing to, to make sure that you are you know, taking care of yourself? Um, a lot of therapy. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I've been going to therapy since I was 16, 17. Um, and intensive therapy, actually. So because I didn't realize it was PTSD and I have a person like something happens, you brush it off. But when traumatic events happen, they live in places of your mind. They store itself in your body. So you can't outrun it. <laughs> and I started to realize that my interactions were off. I wasn't myself. I didn't like going out of leaving the house. Like, he knows I never have to go. I was attached to the front of my business mailbox. Mm -hmm. So um, I saw affirmation cards. And I had to restock. And I wasn't going to go get those cards. I wasn't going. At right. Um, you have to come with me. Um, but through EMDR, um, which is a technique that they utilize, is utilizing therapy, um, and craniosacral, hope I'm saying it correct, um, trauma release therapy, which is kind of like a really light touch massage, um, like a, in between like a massage and Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, and doing that, and of course, my amazing friends and family, partner, um, and community, it's made it easier. And honestly, talking about it, sometimes we feel ashamed and embarrassed that these type of things have happened to us. Mm -hmm. um, but 
more I talk about it, the more I feel better, and the more other people are like, oh, you too. Right. What happened to you too. Um, it makes me feel normal. And I also have been on, I've, I'm currently, or I was, whatever, medical leave. Just wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to interact properly. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, I just, and we can get off this topic after this, but you said something about being ashamed and being embarrassed. That's how I felt. And I think I told you this. I was like, I was just more like embarrassed and ashamed because, or mad. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I'm mad that I was scared. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm mad that that was like the power that they are able to have, you know, over me. So that was like a frustration. I was like, why am I scared? Like, they're just people, but like the fear is real. So I, I completely understand. I, that's just a horrible experience for anybody, especially our women. And we need to cloak as much love around you, women, Black women, as much as possible. And I'm so sorry to ask. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about the affirmation cards because um, I purchased the self, what is it? The self love ones, the first version. And I tell you, like I was taking three a day and just putting them on. I think starting your day off with an affirmation um, is so it just puts you on the right the right path and so can you tell everybody that doesn't know like what is an affirmation and why why is it so powerful okay so an affirmation is a positive i statement that you speak onto yourself now my affirmations are sometimes i statements or just a positive statement um but speaking it to yourself it helps to reprogram those pesky thoughts that are in your head most of the times you don't realize this your thought belief system like your initial reaction to something um and it's negative like that has been stored in you since you were a child that comes from like your upbringing right um and speaking these positive words and these positive statements to yourself on a continuous basis helps you to kind of rewire that thought um, so instead of thinking like, you know, oh, you know, I'll never measure measure up, you counteract it with I am enough. And the more that you say it, the more that you will feel your enoughness. How, do you, how often are you saying these affirmations? This is an everyday thing, an all day thing. Is it, <laughs> you know, because sometimes every, some people are like, do you do it just in the morning? I'm like, I feel like I'm saying things to myself every single hour just to get to that next hour. So is it an everyday, all day thing or is, or is it better just in the mornings or? It kind of, I mean, it's, it's honestly up to you. I do do mine in the morning um, and sometimes I do mine at night. I do them when I'm stressed. I do them when I realize like, I don't like that thought. Mm. All right, how can I reframe that? And we have a million thoughts a day, an hour, you know? Um, I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to, when you said that, the million thoughts a day, really, that just resonates so much with me because we feel like we need to like chase every single thought that we have in our- you're not, you're not going to, you're absolutely right. not going to, but so most of like the icky feelings that we have about ourselves, um, all roots to that belief of us knowing that we are enough. So like weight issues, you know, things about our complexion, our hair. All of that, all roots down to I am enough. Being able, be, think you're worthy for a job, for love. I am enough. Like all those things that we complain about, 
those are that's our birthright like joy is our birthright no one can take that away from us um so back to your original question um you can say them whenever you feel like it but the more you say these thoughts the more you will actually believe them like sometimes in the beginning you're gonna feel absolutely crazy like out of your mind crazy saying like saying in front of the mirror like you know I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am this and that, and you don't truly feel it. You're going to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but the more you say it, the more that you do it, you'll realize that you're having those thoughts automatically on your own, that you don't need to have that prompt to stand in front of a mirror or to pull an affirmation card um, to have positive thoughts about yourself. Why do you, why do you think, because this sounds like every all this mix has made so much sense to me. Grow, you know, growing up, I have my mother always instilled in me positive affirmations. You know, I've watched as my mother wrote. She, my mother, was one of the women that was watching Oprah. So, like, she, I know that where her mind was back then, and she may not have realized that she was tapping into a much higher power in some ways. But where do you think that we get those negative intentions from? Like, why are we drilling these negative things? into ourselves you know because i didn't grow up like that but why now at 30 years old am i drilling in these negative thoughts so for those of us who didn't grow up like that like that's amazing kudos to mama <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she wasn't perfect you know by far but i now looking back she was on to something you know and she still had her struggle but she still knew I don't, I don't have to live in this all the time. Now, sometimes we all make mistakes and we all fall back to old ways of thinking. But there were moments where you saw that pocket of sunshine, that pocket of like, I can be positive in this moment versus being negative. But then that's why sometimes I get tripped over myself when I fall back into those negative ways of thinking. I'm like, well, why? This, I know that things, why, 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 why am I doing this to myself? What is the, what is the point? Right. Um. So it, I mean, their science, most of it does actually come from our upbringing, our parents. Mm-hmm. You see monkey do, you know. Um, kids are going to pay attention more to parents' actions than they are to, you know, their words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the cases of you not hearing something for the first time and it registering in like a a not so nice feeling you know it's so much easy i don't know why you're wired this way it's easier to remember like the traumatic sad anger painful moments than it is to reflect on joy so even though you've been told all your life like you know you're beautiful you're handsome this one janky motherfucker can i curse Yes. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> comes in is like, your eyebrows are crooked. <laughs> right. You're not going to remember that, you know, you've always been told like you're this and you're that. You're going to remember that comment because it dug deep and it hurt for some reason. Like, and you don't know why. And that, just like that, your, your thought belief system is being wired. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say it's from... Um, who we surround ourselves with, you know, when we were little, and society. Like, society teaches us a lot of things as to what we can have and can't have. So, Yes, 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 yes. Um, I would, because, like, to go off Jared, like, I think that for me, if I'm speaking personally, um, it's like the negative, like you said, the negative experiences stay with you. Also, like, 
me as a mom now, I have to be careful. Like I don't do things on purpose, but your children are very receptive to a lot of things that you might not be aware of. So as a child, like your mom was great, you know, and she gave you the positive affirmation, but that one thing that she said, or that one thing that, um, you know, made you feel the type of, I remember like no shade to my mom, love her to death. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was younger, she, uh, she was like, stop chewing like a rabbit. And I was like, you know, but that sticks with me. And so like now with chewing, I'm like, I'm very super self-conscious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. So even something as small as that, where it's like, okay, I eat like a rabbit. Like, what does that even, you know what I mean? So something as small as that, you don't even, I don't think it registers because right. when you're an adult, you forget about, you forget about what it's like to be a kid right. and how is, you're soaking up everything, you know? And it's not, it's not just even children. I think about people think that I'm so positive all the time too, but I know I've said things to people and that has stuck with them. And I'm like, wait, I said that to you. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying this. Yeah. But, it, but it made that person feel so small in that moment and we just have to be so mindful of our words and how that is sticking to people and I never really it it never and until you brought that up earlier about it living your body I I know that feeling and just to know that that is a we all feel that in a certain kind of way we do have to be really mindful about how we project ourselves as other people exactly so um for you, Yeti, like I, like I said, I'm obsessed with Yeti. So it's, it is what it is. And your Instagram, it tells such a beautiful story, but you're so raw and honest. This is my personal opinion. Y'all could agree or disagree, whatever. Um, so the content and the, we're just going to call, we're calling you a digital creator. The stuff that you create on there, um, how do you like balance it all with having a nine to five? Because me and Jared are in the same boat. We're like, hey. I'm struggling every day just to balance that time. How do you manage to create such amazing content and work? There is no balance. Hmm. Okay, thank you. That's honest. (laughs) But there is their lining. Yeah, Um, okay. I think it also depends um, on, like, what industry that you're working in. Um, So um, I'm an engineer, um, but... I'm an, I'm an engineer and I'm a product manager and it's hectic. It's a lot. Not to mention I'm working East Coast hours and I live on the West Coast. Like I haven't had a true schedule or routine um, since we moved here um, to Arizona in 2019. What I try to do is... So like right now, Yeti in March is finishing up her content for May for Mental Health Awareness Month. And I try to stay um, at least two months ahead of my content because I don't have the luxury, you know, to create it on demand um, like most people do. Um, And I am a believer of to-do lists manageable to-do lists, okay? Yeah. I used to be the person that would create to-do lists of like 14, 15, 32 items on there and be like, yeti, 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 all done in one day. And then at the end, like, bitch, you didn't do shit. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and I feel like crap. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm not doing enough, I'm not operating enough. But 
I want to be frank with you guys. Um, you guys are the first people I'm saying this to, like in a public setting. I left my job end mm-hmm. of January, um, right in time for Yeti Says Self Love Month, which is a initiative that I do every year. I go all out with my blog, Instagram, all social medias, giveaways, and I did it like the biggest, largest scale that yeah. I I could have ever imagined this year. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. I tell you, I was tired (laughs) after week one. Yeah. Being a full time creative influencer, none of y'all should feel guilty about trying to manage this with your nine to five because it is hard. So hard that most of March had disappeared. I was drained. I was tired. I wasn't ready. And I didn't. And as we're working our nine to fives, like, we don't truly know what it is to fully commit, you know, to the side hustle, this passion that we eventually hope will become, you know, um, our bread and butter. And then just doing it, putting it together, taking, I posted every single day on Instagram, yeah. taking pictures, putting together a passion is not like a 15 minute, 20 minute thing. It was like an hour. And I'm just right. like, how is this possible? Now I have to prepare for tomorrow. And then the last week I did lives all week long. Yeah. I tell you, I was crying by Wednesday. Like, why did I do this to myself? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the crazy thing is we're listening to you. We're like, yeah, uh-huh. That's yeah. true. Right there. We ain't never tried to do all that. That is crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Please, y'all, give yourself grace for doing it. Like, People are just like, oh, you know, influencers are so crazy that how they do this, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. The real work is when you're trying to balance it with right. your actual job, life happening and shitting on you. 2020 is 2020-ing. Right. If you have to do, you know, a marketing plan for your Instagram. Mm. It's a lot. We, we beat ourselves up so much because we feel like we could be doing more or, yeah. or posting more, but like we can't balance it all. And, and we have really just given ourselves so much grace to be like, hey. We tried our best. As long as we keep one thing being consistent, great. Everything else we, we can just get to and we get to. Because I, I would, I think me and Shannon both, we'd be like, no, we're not doing this no more. A week after, five IG lives, we can barely get together to do one. <laughs> I forced it. I forced it. I absolutely did. I absolutely forced it. I'll never do that again. Because <laughs> <laughs> at some point it does come across as forced. It doesn't come across as just like, I'm having a good time. I'm in the moment. You're like really being, thinking about all wow. the technical yeah. stuff. Right. Oh, wow. That takes the fun out of it. Feel that too. Yeah. So the crazy thing is I was going to bring up your checklist because um, I started doing it. My therapist suggested I do a checklist because I've always, always booked and like 32 things on there. But I love yours because it's just like, first of all, you're cleaning is like on par. Like you're like clean the house. <laughs> but it's like a simple checklist that, and you like check it off at the end of the day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do that. I might not post it on social media though. <laughs> you get that specific, that small. Crossing it yeah. off that brings yes. so much like accomplishment. We're, we're a productivity run, you know, generation. Like, yes. If we're not moving, we're not being productive and now we're shitting on ourselves. But one thing my, ther- my therapist encouraged me to do the to-do list, and then she checked me, and she was just like, no, your to-do list ends at that day. You don't carry it over to the mm-hmm. next day, like none of that. You don't keep overloading yourself. Also, bite chunks. So people think I'm crazy. I literally put, like, respond to emails. Yeah. Because it has to go on a list. Yeah. I can't just put, like, administrative stuff. That encompasses so much 
right. stuff. No, you have to be detailed, be concrete. Not I'm cleaning the house. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm cleaning the living room. I'm cleaning the bathroom. Because once you list it out like that, like cleaning the house is like a simple task. But when you list out every room you got in the house, you're like, mm-mm. Yeah, right. Two day effort. Exactly. Exactly. I love your list. I'm like, oh, and at the end, like, I get excited with you. I'm like, girl, you did it. You had a good day. You checked off like everything or you left one thing. So I will say that has helped me a lot. Um, And yesterday I did my checklist and I was like, wow, I actually, I felt like I didn't do much, but I did everything on my checklist. I'd be cheating on my checklist. I trust it off before I do it. So if I'm thinking about doing it or I'm in the act of doing it, I'm like, okay, I, at least I started I that it. <laughs> That's your freebie, right? <laughs> like, this was the easy one. I'm in the middle of doing it or I'm, I'm about to do it. I can go off the list now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, so this is like a personal question for me because this is where I, I strive to go. This is what my therapist is really working on me for but like going on your social media you're really good at least in my mind because again I don't I don't know how you feel about it but um setting boundaries and feeling comfortable setting boundaries and speaking your truth unapologetically like I will tell you like you could read somebody for filth on on Instagram for just invading because you know people are bold and you are always very much transparent like you're like hey guys I'm taking a day or please don't dm me this and I'm like I wish I want to get there, but it's uncomfortable in my soul to get, you know what I mean? Sometimes to to set those boundaries because I don't want to offend anybody. How did you get there? I was a girl that had no boundaries. When you have no boundaries, everybody is pulling and poking at you. And it got to the point where it's like I felt overwhelmed. When you enter this space, so... um, my Instagram only recently like got popping in like like the last like two years. I've started mm-hmm. to take it seriously um, because I knew I was gonna go full time. And unfortunately, though I don't like it, Instagram is like one of the top tools you need to kind of direct people to right. your stuff, your products, your services. So it's like okay, and not to mention, there's so many white women in wellness. I just wanted to see brown and black faces yeah um the more active i got on instagram the more random dms the more random comments the more random bs i would receive and it actually took me back to blogging so i have been a blogger since it was big it before it was big i've been blogging since i was 16 like anonymously because i come from an african household and if you are not facing your book, what are you doing with your life? Okay? So my friends were internet friends. <laughs> right. Random people that we would meet, you know, through blogging. Um, and then I went public with blogging after I graduated college. And the trolls that live on the internet, I kid you not, most of my 20s was lived and shaped by the comments people said to me via Twitter, via the comment box, via my emails. Um, I lost 32 pounds with, you know, everyone loses weight when they go through a breakup. I don't know what it is, but I need to bottle up whatever happens. You that is a go all that happy. <laughs> it's all that happy. Oh, no, you make him miss this, whatever. Lost a bunch of weight and got so many comments of like, preferred you when you were fat. And it was just like, okay. 
start wow. talking about mental health. You know, you're like this because you don't go to church. It just created so many complexes in my mind where I feel like I'm broken, but I'm not. And so I had to create boundaries to protect my peace. Like, don't come and offload your shit in my DMs when I'm having a good day. Like, there's reasons why we say trigger warning, you know? Right. Not only that, I'm an engineer by trade. I'm not a licensed professional. So it makes me very uncomfortable to have certain details, you know, shared with me because like, there's nothing I can technically do for you. Um, and I have to protect myself, you know, like legally. Right. Um, but it all is centered around protecting my peace. Like, if this doesn't make me feel good, I'm not going to allow for that, you know. I'm not going to allow for that to come from my energy. I'm not going to allow it to enter my little bubble, my happy space. Mm. Um, and it, it has, it did alter what I used to share on Instagram for a little bit. Um, but now I just share what's like on my spirit. I let it go. And mm. if I am fearful, because I, I'm still scared to set these boundaries, but most of the times when I set them is when I've had enough. It's just like, and then I'd be, I show up on stories with all the black girl attitude. Like, look, don't come in my DMs with this and with yeah. that. I right. can't handle it. But the more you do it, the more you feel comfortable doing so. And that's when you can get out, out in front of the overwhelmment. You know, and I think that's what a lot of us can work. I don't know, I have a hard time doing that too, but getting out in front, like getting out ahead of it. You know, you know what's going to come. You already know the thing that you're, is coming your way. I've always think life is pretty cyclical, even in the small thing, small departments of our lives. So you see those little things coming, you got to block it and get out ahead of it. So I think that's so beautiful that you're doing that. Because I tell Shannon all the time, set your boundaries. I turn my, I'm the type of person, I'll turn my phone off. Like today is a Jared day. <laughs> I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to get there. Don't talk to me. And if you talk to me, you're going to get what you're going to get because I already told you. <laughs> Shannon, I challenge you to start saying no more often. You know, I think I'm getting a little bit better. Yes, you are. You are. But yeah, therapy is helping because I'm like, when I think I set a boundary, then I'm like, nah, that wasn't. That was a light boundary. <laughs> was a light boundary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> but yeah, no, it's something I worked on. But like, when I look to you, I'm like, wow, like that's something that I would strive to do where it's like, I don't, I don't got, I don't got nothing for you today. Sorry. Like, please stay out of my, you know? Um, Yeti, can you, you talk, can you tell us more about growing up in London? You grew up, you said you were in London from one to, to, to you were 12, right? Yeah. I would love to, I love London. Love it to death. Me too. I would, me too. I would love, I spent two months in, two months out in London a couple of years ago. I would love to hear your experience growing up out in London. Oh my goodness. Um, it's kind of, I wouldn't say, everyone compares London with New York, and I've lived in both places, and London's equally as dirty, I will tell you that, it's equally <laughs> as dirty as New York, but um, the accessibility is what I miss, and what is what I enjoy, like, you can hop on the tube, hop on the bus, the bus runs all night long, there's no way, there's no way in hell Eddie's getting on a bus in New York City. Do you understand? Because the yeah. crazies, <laughs> yeah. the craziness, the craziest things happen on the bus in New York City. But most people prefer the bus to the tube yeah. um, or, you know, the overground trains in London. Um, when I was younger, I vividly remember summer, but there is no summer now. 
it's pretty like cloudy i think it's actually gotten better because of quarantine and not all the it's just super congested so all the cars are on the road polluting the air um so the clouds actually come out and you know spread let the sun come through um but london london is home do you have any specific questions no i just i'm just curious about it because i there was a specific type of energy when i was out there yeah. and to to grow up and to be and to have the, the experience of what you think london is in your head because it's so cool it's so um, I, I don't believe of it as a New York either. I think that is just, it has its own different, unique vibe. So I, I was just curious, you know, just how was your experience with that? How, what, like, what was your neighborhood like? You know, like, where did you hang out? Like, where did you go to school? You know, like, I, I it's just so, just, I just we never, you know what I'm saying? There. We want to go there. We want to live there. That's basically what we should say. Pretty much. Let's, let's take a field trip. I usually go to the but thanks to quarantine right. and whatnot. Because all of my family's still there. It's my Got mother, it. dad, and my siblings that are here in the U.S. Um, and then and how, in how is that culture growing? If they're bringing being a, a woman, of, being a black woman out in London, and like 10, 11 years old, like what is that experience like? Um, black you know, child. I one thing I hate to bring this back to race, but one thing that I noticed right off the bat, and I've always like about that it's just when I was little being in London before I moved I I knew I was black but I'd never had like ill feelings towards mm. it like I didn't truly experience racism the way that I did here and mm. not necessarily racism I wasn't I didn't feel different there I didn't feel different in London so I grew up in southeast London Anyone's from Southeast London, like is that Brixton? That's not Brixton. That's um yeah, Southeast London is, is is I believe it's Brixton. Brixton, Tooting, Mitcham, sorry, okay, okay. Um, Croydon. Um, so definitely more diverse. Definitely more Black people. Everyone I met Black, you're either Caribbean or you're African. Um, so yes, we'd have like you know African would be scratch or comments and things like that. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, you're black, you can't touch this, or something of that nature. I didn't feel different. And then when I moved to, we moved to Boston, um, mm. Massachusetts, mm. and I was one of three black kids in the school. <clears throat> and it was just like, I'm different. And it was like, I didn't know those black people in England. And then I have a British accent. It just, I have never felt so different. Because I even like, most of my classmates, if they weren't black or Jamaican, they were um, Asian. And in England, Asians include, you know, Indians, Pakistanis, people from Sri Lanka. So I had a lot of different Asians inside of my class. And they all had accents, but it was just like they have an accent. Come to America, it's like, you have an accent. You are different. It's just like a point in the face. Um, so I didn't really... I didn't really have that, you know, growing up until moving here. That's like one of the big differences. But I love that we have mad space here because every time I go back, I feel like when I go up to my grandmother's house, my aunt's house, they're like dollhouses. They're so small. They're so petite. Everything's so petite. You get on the highway, I have to close my eyes because the cars are so close. Mm -hmm. My anxiety can't handle it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I, if you know what, no shade, Jared, because New York, fine, get it. But I feel like London is like a true melting pot. Like when I went there, it wasn't like, I get what you're saying. There's not, uh, I'm not saying that there, I'm sure there's racism everywhere. Like I'm not Definitely. even, you know, you know what I'm saying? But it's almost like when you're walking down the street, there's a comfortability because you see people that look like you or just um, like, again, like a melting pot. Like I know New York's supposed to be the melting pot, but I really want to shout out London because I feel like <laughs> potentially. And New York definitely is. Like yes. yes. Be, it helped me be okay being different. Like right. everyone, like the things you'll see, is you mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, that's their business. Um, I was able to kind of like soak some of that in. Like who gives a damn, you know, if I'm wearing lime green? Like Right. <laughs> I'm right. I just want to say that, um, like I always give people flowers, but I literally adore, adore you. I feel like you are now to, you know, announce that you left your job. I feel like this is what you're supposed to do. Like, I love your affirmation cards. I love all of your content. I love all the stuff you're doing, even though March was a month. Yeah, no, February was a month, um, you know, but you, de- you were still, you still showed up, you know what I mean? And gave, I think such positive messaging for women, but, um, black women, you know what I mean? It's great to see more black women in the space that you're in, where you're talking about, um, mental health and self-care and being unap- unapologetically, you know, yourself. So I just want to give you those flowers because if someone didn't tell you, you are making a difference and I definitely be on your page talking to you. So I really appreciate that because self-doubt be real sometimes. Yes. Yep. Nope. We'll talk about that too. So what's next? Like, I think, I know you have restocked some of your decks, but what's next for Yeti? Oof. So, um, it's funny you say this. Yes, it was actually my last class, and I had not been really open about it. I literally just put a post up about this today. It was scheduled for today. That's another tip, too, for your social media. Get into scheduling. Yeah. Um, I just completed a couple months of intuitive healing training. Um, So moving to Arizona and being in quarantine for isolation. Um, I had somewhat of a spiritual awakening last year and spiritual, not religious. I'm not a religious person at all. Um, but I, um, my grandmother came to me. She passed away when I was 17. And we didn't really have like that close of a relationship for most of my life. She lived in Nigeria. Um, I do vividly remember her from, you know, my childhood. Everyone tells me I look like her, I act like her, I have her mannerisms. I wear both Scorpios, um, sun and moon, double mm-hmm. Scorpio. Um, and the last time I saw her made me realize like I wish I had, I wish I had opened up and was more receptive to a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, like most of my relatives in Nigeria, I was bitter against because my dad does so much for them. You know, and it's just like, what are you giving him back? Um, and my grandmother was kind of looped into that, unfortunately. And she showed up to me in a walk, and I thought I was crazy, and I took my behind home. I thought I was suffering from heat exhaustion. And then she showed up again when there was no heat. <laughs> 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 okay. 
this is happening. Um, and it was just, just let me know, like, I'm okay. I had just gone through, I don't want to get into a camera, but I just gone through some pretty something tr- racial trauma, more racial trauma. And I just was not okay. Right. And she showed up to be like, you're okay. Like, you're safe, mm-hmm. you're protected. And she's been trying to, like, surface for a while, but I've always lived in a city. So she doesn't like cities. Like, she did live in the city in London. She didn't live in the city in England and in Nigeria. So it was just like, now that I'm in, middle of nowhere mountains the desert um we now have a relationship and so i needed to know that i wasn't crazy so i went to you know a spiritual healer to help me understand like what's happening and she offloaded so much on me she just like you can do this and you can do that and you're actually gifted in this like did you know that your mother can do this and i was just like this is a lot this is a lot. And so um, she invited me to a course. This And all of this happened like early last year. She mm-hmm. invited me to a course in December when I was like trying to like get my bearings of what had just happened on election night, trying to figure out like, am I staying at this job? Like this job is sucking me dry. My mental health suffering for it. And one of my good friends, Melanie, who too isn't, she's an intuitive intuitive healer melanie santos in case you're interested um she was just like when does the teacher ever come to the student and i was just like oh, okay and so for the last three months i have been heavy in meditation learning myself um my chakra points learning how to read energies learning how to do shamanic healings learning how to read your soul purpose it's a lot. It's overwhelming. I don't know how I was going to do this while still at my job because it's, it's all full circle, too. Sometimes I feel like God and the universe troll me like, oh, you thought you were going to do this? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so the next steps for me is combining what I've been taught and the things that I already knew that I could do. I just didn't trust it because... In this day and age, like woo woo is like, especially for Africans, uh, especially for Black people, like you doing witch shit, you doing voodoo juju, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. So right. just taking what I've learned to infuse it into my self care, self love business. Um, I'm actually dropping um, a service really soon of customized affirmation cards. Oh. So you can book with me. We'll sit. We'll chit chat. If you want a reading, we can do a reading. We don't have to, um, but we can just have a conversation, and that will allow me to create affirmations specifically for you and what you need, designed, sent to you, so you get your own mm-hmm. affirmation. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> oh my gosh! I like I said, so fitting. And I I have no doubt you're gonna be booked booked and busy. With, with that. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. Yes. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's kind of what I'm doing and being more. I'm challenging myself this year to say yes more, um, because most people don't realize this. Like most bloggers, influencers, we are the most private people you will ever meet. So though I share a lot on my Instagram, mm-hmm. you know nothing about my life. Mm-hmm. So right. I like to keep it, um, but because I've been so trained to you know to be a wallflower, 
Um, sometimes I just, I want to share, but I don't because I am actually, I'm introverted. I'm super shy. Yeah. Um, so I'm challenging myself to say yes more and get my, get my voice out a little more because I do think it needs to be heard, even if it's echoing, you know, similar sentiments. But I think it's important for us to see people that look like us, yes. um, teaching us how to yes. care for us mentally yes. and spiritually, because we were born with a whole lot of baggage that we didn't ask for. Mm. And no manual and no instructions. Like we all don't have to suffer. Like some of us suffer and we give back. So right. we all flourish together. And that's literally what this year is for me. Helping my people flourish. But deserve opulence, as my friend Pep would say. <laughs> First of all, what a way that's we're gonna close with that gem <laughs> of a statement. Um so where can people find you? They can find me at Yeti Yeti um Yeti says on Instagram. I don't really dabble with Twitter or Facebook anymore. Um also Facebook is where all the aunties are. <laughs> I'd be getting frustrated, like, why don't you know this already? <laughs> um, so you can find me at Yeti Says on Instagram and Yeti Says.com. Um, yeah, come join me, connect. I have a wonderful newsletter and a membership service that will be starting um, in the fall, also. So, uh, yes, I'm so excited, and all great things are coming your way. Um, so this is another episode of episode of Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions with your girl Shannon and the amazing Mr. Jared L. White. Until next time, make sure you follow our Instagram, notyourenemybrand.com. Also our website, not your enemy, I said not your enemy brand.com. Again. Not your enemy brand.com and not your enemy brand on Instagram and YouTube. That we, you know, it, it is what it is. Until next time, we see y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and who is Tim K. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.